Hey, it's a million here. I'm the editor of Imposter Syndrome Survivors Club, co-hosted alongside my partner in crime, Justice Singleton. And I just want to give you a little disclaimer about this episode, since we had some technical difficulties, but the conversation was too good, and we had our beloved guest, Michelle Badillo, that we just tried to salvage what we could, but... Just so you know, there's a little ASMR in this episode. You're probably going to hear dogs. You're going to hear the environment from the apartment where we record at. We had a little technical difficulty with Justice's microphone. We don't really know what happened there, but unfortunately, he's a little bit faded out. So please turn your volume up on this one. We want to send a special thank you to our friend, Aaron, the artist known as Harriet Brown, who loaned us the equipment to record this episode and also went in and uplifted the sound in order for justice to be better heard. And if you want to help us, help our friend, support him and his new album, which is coming out soon, but he has a single out called Glitchin, which is really dope. It's got some twang to it. Aaron's an amazing singer. So thank you again, Aaron, and big shout outs to Booted Man Studios. Please thank you for coming through for us. Yeah, we hope you enjoy this episode. And yeah, please like, subscribe, follow, and share if you can. It's a lot of work to put together a podcast. And we want to keep doing this because we love doing it. And we love having conversations with you. So let us know what you think. And if you want to sponsor us, hey, holler at us too. <laughs> All right, so here we go. What's up? Hello, hello. Hey, hello, hello. Hello. That was a nice finish. Yeah, what okay. I do finish with, actually. You know, just saying, don't let it too fall too far from the apple tree, you know? Mm. You know, better call Tyrone because he works in medical now. <laughs> All the things I could say. I don't know. I'm just saying, all the people who went to go see her got COVID. So, at the Jazz Festival, I went to go see Stevie Nicks. And you didn't get COVID. And I didn't get COVID. You know what I mean? Because we was on the edge of 17. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Well, they're kind of, I could see how, in a way, they're like, two sides of a coin yeah Mm -hmm. when you think about festival planning they're like trying to put one against each other so like someone really put erica badu and stevie nicks wait they were at the same time at the same time well that's racist right (laughs) so racist racist. and all my black queer friends were like are you gonna go see erica badu and i was like i'm gonna go see stevie nicks and they were like they looked at me like i was a ku klux klan member (laughs) race traitor yeah race traitor but guess what? Who was not in bed with COVID? Okay, I'm just saying. That part. <laughs> Stevie Nicks was all like chanting and everything. And and I saw pictures of Erica Badu in, in her video and everything. And I was like, all right, this is it's like two witches, you know? Yeah, they are two witches. Yeah. 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 Anyways. Okay, well, welcome to Imposter Syndrome Survivors Club. Yay, we're still here. We're still here. And we're actually here with Michelle Badio. Hello. Michelle, yes, you did. Hello, hello. I'm so used to it in Loyola when we said Michelle Badildo. Badildo, yeah. Well, that was. <laughs> and then that was my like Twitter handle and my Instagram handle forever until I was about to be a writer and I was like, I have to, I have to get real now. Yeah. <laughs> I have to grow up. Yeah, I have to grow up. You know, you did a good job growing up. I've been watching you grow up. Mm. I mean, you were always like, I think, really cool, but you really turned into a cool, gorgeous person i think yeah Thank truly you. yeah that means a lot to me you're still a dildo yeah well <laughs> so <laughs> it is cool though because i was thinking today because of the story that i'm going to tell but i was like yeah justice was there the whole time i think there's a lot of people we went to college with i don't stay in contact with but i think it's important to have people you know from mm-hmm. other parts of your life older parts of your life who remember you other ways mm-hmm I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. I think we should just do some formal introductions. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, cool. Okay, okay. So your your government or whatever you want people to know. <laughs> government Christian. Yeah, yeah. Government Christian, colonial. Um, then you go your K name, and then you go into your pronouns. Yeah. And then you go into your adjectives, or in whatever order. Yeah. But I think usually it's actually your government, then your pronouns, yeah. then your K name, and then your, yeah. your adjectives, like. Yeah. 
and whatnot. Do you, you should I go first? Yes. Okay. So, hi everybody. My name is Million Kishiro Hamilton, um, otherwise known as Hood Marie Kondo on the interwebs. We've transitioned. Um, my K name is Amelie Mill, and my pronouns are they, them in this moment. And I would like to say that my adjectives are light and fluffy. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling, I don't know if like transition-y, can I add E? If you add E to anything, is it becoming adjectives? Yeah. Like tradition-y? Yeah, I feel transition-y. Like I feel like my feet are off the ground a little bit, but Yeah. yeah. Okay. I feel that for you. Thank you. You've been witness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my name is Justice Maya Singleton. I guess I go by the real poetic justice. My K name is uh, Lemon Peppa Steppa. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> my pronouns are he and him and bitch ass nigga. Uh, <laughs> I am feeling bubbly. Mm. I'm bubbly. And also, I would like to say, I also just feel really uh, warmed and welcomed by Los Angeles. Uh, Los Angeles don't got me fucked up around this trip. I really like L.A. right now. I might get a room here to, like, sublease for a week. (laughs) (laughs) Committed. Committed. Is that just the Oakwoods? Yeah, just the Oakwoods. (laughs) Yeah, I just want to befriend some person who just moved here from Ohio and has dreams to be an actress or actor. Yeah, your turn. Okay, let's see. Um, I'm Michelle Alexandra. I never usually tell people that. Michelle Alexandra Badillo. For other purposes, I have been reminded that I go by Bedildo. My pronouns right now, today, as we speak, are she, her. And I... I don't mean this to be funny. I mean it to be real. I'm feeling easy breezy, beautiful cover girl. Oh, I just feel kind of good, and I'm—it's the first time in a long time where I'm like, that's okay. Mm, You don't have to be freaked Mm. out by that. Yeah, I like that. You're like in your power. Thank you. Yeah. Today's subject is aliens. Yeah. Extraterrestrials. We are in company with a witness. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe more than one witness, to be honest. I mean, oh really? Oh, we've all have. Yeah, I have one too. Yeah, I have. Yeah. I have some. I have an experience too. Yeah. But we're here because Michelle. Michelle, God bless you. I put my little post out on the gram. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking for anyone else who wants to talk about aliens. Anyone had an experience? Anyone? I'm coming out the extraterrestrial closet. And Michelle was like, in my DM. <laughs> I was like, I love you. Quick. Quick. Yeah. On it. I was like, I don't, I closed, it became a closed call. (laughs) It was meant to be. It was meant to be. Yeah. It was meant to be. I haven't even noticed, until I reached out to you, I didn't even notice how many alien things I had around my house. And then a friend came over yesterday and was like, you kind of got an alien thing, huh? I have like a big alien puzzle I did that I hung up as a poster. I have a little sexy alien figurine uh, that my dad sent me in the mail. (laughs) This I'm just gonna tell this story real quick. Around Easter, my dad was like, "Oh, I sent you a package." And sometimes he sends me Easter stuff, so I was like, "Okay, cute. I'll look out for it." I open up a box, and there's another box inside, and the box says "sexy male 10 inch." Wait. (laughs) And I'm like, and it's from my dad, and I'm like, did he get confused? Did he mean to send this to his girlfriend? Did he drunk buy me some like? And I got really nervous to open it because I was like, I'm going to see some shit that like he thinks is funny that is not funny. Like, and I opened it up and it was a 10 inch long, just like alien in like a playgirl pose. <laughs> and I texted my dad, the sexy male 10 inch box. And he was like, I don't want you to, f- it's not a man. It does. It's, it's non-binary. It doesn't have genitals. <laughs> okay. I was daddy. like, okay, well, okay. Okay, dad. I love that. <laughs> Me too. So we'll definitely will need a photo of this alien. Yeah. Yeah. Wonder what he like. Did he see that and was like, "I think of you." Yeah. Like. Well, he and I and my sister when we were kids, we were we took a road trip to Missouri. And it was when there was like three planets that it was like, I don't know, Mars, Saturn and Jupiter were in like a big triangle. And my dad's also like a big alien person. We saw a UFO and that was like our first. That was your first encounter. First encounter of the third kind. Yeah, of the third. (laughs) Uh, Not the fourth or the fifth. It was the third. It was the third. But 
should I get into the yes please yes, get into please it. yes we're ready we're okay ready. this is a real what they call a close encounter so I was in college I was at Loyola Marymount University it was my final semester and my friend Mia who didn't go to school with me but we lived in this like piece of shit house by LAX and our rooms were on the back porch that went to the backyard so it was finals week I was of course like so behind I had like a women's studies paper to do I had two different scripts to write and I'd only done like Adderall at parties I'd never done it for school but I was like I just don't have enough time I gotta be up all night so I take an Adderall I go to do my front desk job in one of the dorms on campus I get out around midnight get home I'm writing 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 it's like 2.30 in the morning I'm like alright I gotta take a cigarette break so I go out to the back porch and I'm having a cigarette and I'm looking out we had a you know, bunch of bushes back there but I'm looking at this one bush and I'm like I could swear that there's like a person there but there's not a person there and I don't know how to describe it but it was like it was low lighting obviously because it was the middle of the night but against this bush about six feet tall there was like the shape of a man but but it like a heat shimmer it was like you couldn't see it was like transparent yes but it was like not it was like as if I was looking past it but it was like slightly everything behind it was slightly obscured but it was like I could see arms legs a head a torso and I was like bitch you gotta go to bed like you've just been (laughs) you've been up for too long like you've been staring at a computer screen you're just you're just like you gotta go to bed and you can't do drugs um but I'm like finishing my so I'm still having my cigarette and then Mia who's still up for no reason comes outside to also have a cigarette and just for background at this point in her life she recorded everything on the T-Pain app she just had it open all the time so there was like a million hours of like quote unquote music of us like ordering McDonald's and talking shit Um, that was like auto-tune so she comes outside and she just stands next to me and she starts smoking and she puts the phone down with the fucking T-Pain app on and we're not really saying anything to each other and I'm still looking at this thing and I'm like girl you gotta go to bed and Mia goes um are you looking at that man And I was like, we both, I like looked at her and she looked at me and we both uncharacteristically were like freaked out and not laughing. And I was like, trying not to, you know, I don't want to ask leading questions. And I was like, what man? (laughs) Trying to make sure we're having the same experience. And she's like, uh, I don't know if you can see it or if I'm just tired, but there's like a man shape by that bush, but it's like shimmering. And I was like no I see it too and then we had about 10 seconds of silence and then we just start screaming because <laughs> suddenly it just hit the just like what are we lo- like what are we looking at like what's happening so we start screaming we look back and it's gone we run into the house we were just like screaming our ass off running around the house like, like our, our roommates are like what the fuck are you guys doing and we so then we're like okay it's okay we're, we're go back outside we'll go back outside we walk back outside <laughs> there's like nothing there and we're like okay it must be gone and then one branch on one tree just starts shaking. Stop just it. one branch on just one tree, one. one branch, like it, just one individual branch, no wind, there was no animal, nothing, starts shaking and then leaves and then we start screaming again and then of course it's holding on the T-Pain app but then we just start laughing. I'm like crying now. We're like, was that, it must have been an alien, something. We don't, we, there was no explanation for what it was. I was like, I'm not working anymore tonight. It's like doing mushrooms or something where you have that moment where you're like, oh, there's more. There's so much more, and we're so lucky. Also, how can we ever explain? It sounds so stupid. It's like, we saw a man, but we didn't. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, like, the feeling of it, it was like we intrinsically knew we had seen something else, something other. And it didn't feel scary. The initial moment wasn't scary. I think we just started screaming because the moment caught up to us of how like it didn't make any sense and there was no explanation but it felt like this profound moment but then we're at mcdonald's listening to it on the t-pain app <laughs> it's like that's the part that i need to hear i really well, but then hear that first. that phone so we were all we were always like you have to keep that phone forever because this is our only evidence of what happened to us right it went missing stop uh, wow. Which always makes us feel even crazier. But yeah. I don't know. We just have to be taken, you know, for our, as at our word. But we believe you. I believe. You. I believe. You. But whenever I tell that story, people are like, "Well, it was the Adderall," and I'm like, "But there was a whole other person." Yeah, who saw the same thing. He was not on Adderall. No. Yeah. And I didn't say it first. She said it first. It was like my last week of college, like my very last week of school. I had no idea what was happening next, and I was like, it kind of doesn't. 
I mean, it matters, but like in this moment, it's like, oh, who cares? There's something so, there's so much more. And I got to see it. And I don't know what that means or it means anything, but it means that there's more. I want to say I believe you. Justice. I want to believe you. No, I do want to believe you. And this is why I had a similar encounter in the area when I lived near you in a, in a house. Okay, come on. So that's why I think I'm like, is this his cousin? <laughs> but I think mine was probably a little... No, it was probably around the same time because we grew up... We, we graduated the same year. Yeah. So I feel like it's weird. But mine was like, I thought I was so high. It was out of my mind. I went to a friend's house really, really close to where you live. And we were chilling in the car and we were smoking hotbox in the car. And we just saw like... This is why I know there's an airport and I know all there's this, all these things around. But we were sitting outside the car and we saw like translucent shimmering lights down the street. I swear to God, this is Justice. Why I to you. Justice, do you see no. the goosebumps? Oh, you totally have goosebumps. <laughs> funny, like, Whoa. Maybe Aubrey was the person who was with me. It had to be someone like that. But um, we were in the car and I was like, man, like. I was like, those are cool lights. <laughs> really lights thrown. And I was like, is that a plane? And we looked at each other and we like, I don't know, planes don't really have like that like glow thing. And then we were like, yeah, maybe it's not a plane. And then we were looking at it because it wasn't like a star. It was all by a tree. It was in, in between a tree and like, I don't know, like way the sky lined up. And so I kind of was just like, maybe it's, we kind of were just really stoned and we were like, Maybe it's just like a, I don't know, firework. Or like we just didn't know what it was. But here's what was funny: was we saw it move and like go away. And we were like, "Yeah, that's not from here." <laughs> and we had a moment. We were just kind of like, and I'm not a shocked person. Neither is Aubrey. So we we're kind of just like, "That's an alien." <laughs> And that just, it wasn't like you where we screamed like that. And it was, I know the street. If you told me the street, I could tell you. What street? Find out. Fuck. Stuart? I know where you live. I know where you live. Wait, wait, wait. Let me ask you though. When was that? Like when in, was this senior year? This was, yes, it was senior year. Okay, because I graduated in December. I finished in December. So if it was earlier. No, you know what? That means it was probably even late. It was later than when you had your, because uh, 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 if you graduated in December, yeah, no, it was later than that. Well, I'm just saying, well, it's still around the same time, around the same place. Yes, it I is. I want to say, and even to even to kind of like hit on it, that it had to be in the area where we were either leaving for school or leaving to go on a break. Mm -hmm. Because I don't hang. I was a. I grew up where I went to college, and I didn't want to hang out with people all the time while I was in studies of school i was a loner i always wanted to hang out in that queer house of y'all's too <laughs> it was like so a dyke commune i felt so out the group in that because i was like oh my god they have a house full of queers and yeah, i just but we didn't really even you guys didn't know you guys didn't know you're the little l word we kind of but yeah, we, yeah we, it was a weird time it was just a weird time i, yeah. I mean yeah. you know but during that time i know for sure that like when that was happening and i was hotboxing the car and i saw like this these hovering lights immediately i thought of close encounters because it wasn't like it wasn't like a, for me it wasn't like it wasn't a person it was just like a ball of light that kind of was just small enough to where you would like you could feel like it was something mm -hmm. but it wasn't a plane and it was close enough to you were like what the fuck is that mm -hmm. and it made you stare at it and feel something about it but not know what you were feeling or staring at and i remember having and i can i'm gonna call aubrey and be like what was that what was that moment because i'm yeah anyways so alien encounter yeah yeah. So you were saying, yeah, thank you both for sharing your stories. I, I wonder, was LMU like a weird hot spot for that would control? <laughs> that would be about the only interesting thing about it. <laughs> like, for real. Because <laughs> it's a religious university, right? Is it, mm -hmm. is it like Catholic? It's Catholic, Jesuit. Jesuit, Catholic, Jesuit. Um, I wonder if there's anyone else out there who went to LMU and has any experiences. It's a call to action, yeah. Yeah, a call to action. What if it turns into something and we find out multiple people have had alien experience at LMU? 
LMU, yeah. But you know, I also feel like of the population at LMU, we're among the six people who would receive that. Yeah. 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 Well, that was like, um, my mom has like raised me to understand ghosts and aliens. My dad was like that too. Were you, were you raised that way? Oh yeah. My dad's big. My mom's like, my mom is always like, I have no, like, I wish I could see stuff, but I don't, but I believe other people can. Mm -hmm. And my dad is very like, you know, aliens, Santeria, blah, blah, blah. Not that my dad does Santeria, but as he says, I don't believe in it, but I respect it. And if your Aunt Lydia called me and told me not to go to work, I wouldn't go. And I'm like, so you believe it. <laughs> does your Aunt Lydia practice Santeria? Yeah. Okay. Okay. We shouldn't speak her name too loud or. Okay, let's see. No. Let's see you would, like would you like to learn? Like Santeria? Yeah. No, I don't want, well, not that I'm interested in it. I don't think it's like something to be dabbled in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you have to really go and commit and it's, um, yeah, I think it, it's this dark shit there. Not that yeah. people who do it are evil, but yeah. you know, you don't want to mess with stuff. You don't. Yeah. It's like voodoo. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's the same exact yeah, origins. Same. Like yeah. it, mm-hmm. Santeria has its roots in, in Nigeria and mm-hmm. it all comes from the same source. And I just think there's a lot there that you can't like casually dip in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a, I went to a, a misa, which it was from the Lukumi religion, which is like a, a sect of Santeria. Yeah, like a, in Oakland, it was an interesting experience. I could, I didn't realize it was like rooted in hoodoo. Yeah, like I was like thinking a lot about the things that were brought up to my attention, where I was like. My sister was like, maybe you should just do them. And I'm like, I'm still thinking about it. Because once you start the offerings, I think once you start engaging in it, you're like saying, okay, I'm a part of this. Yeah. You know, right? You know, there was like different prompts that were channeled through the um, the godmother. I did one of the prompts, which was like, I need to throw my a pair of handcuffs into the ocean because I was like a slave in the middle passage that drowned in my past life. And I need to like free myself from that. And then when I was doing like a recondo moment in a friend's place, like cleaning uh, their son's room, some handcuffs showed up and I was like, yeah, goosebumps. Wow. And I picked up the handcuffs and my friend was like, go take them. So it was kind of like, it was pretty trippy, but I was also like, because ah. I'm, you know, more into Buddhism and I mean, there's like, yeah, my magic is in that area arena you know understandably japan has a big alien interface uh, as a culture (laughs) (laughs) alien interface alien interface okay well that's what i want to know i want to know about the aliens like we've met the aliens among us okay the aliens among us including your mother so please talk i have to get yoko's permission i'll say the story and then we'll figure it out after but then i do want to go back to michelle at the end of like what you said like there's something i will circle back we'll circle back this is what happened so my mom said that when she was like around 16 years old in japan that one day they came and her body started to like rise out of her bedroom and like literally like go through the roof into this ship and they took her on this tour of tokyo mind you this is before i was born so this is like probably in the 60s or something you know where she's like up in the air seeing tokyo from the sky they take her back and then the reason why this story is so profound is because my aunt witnessed it so my aunt was in the next bedroom said she heard and saw the ship like when my mom woke up the next day my aunt was my mom told her and she was like yeah i know i saw it like I saw and even when I met my aunt again (laughs) (laughs) so even when I met my aunt again she like reclaimed like yeah I, I remember that happened to your mom like she like confirmed it you know and then weirdly enough before I really understood this story all the way like when I was little like this was my mom told me that I think when I was like in high school but when I was like nine years old my sister and I had an encounter and this will always live in my memory because we were sleeping in this back bedroom we lived in this threeplex our bedroom was in the very back and like in Alaska like in the way our all these yards are connected there's no traffic there's no lights when it's black in the backyard it's black like there's no helicopters none of that so we're just like in bed I'm, I'm on the bottom bunk she's on the top bunk and um i'm laying there and all of a sudden the room starts turning green like a green light at a on a traffic light like that color and it starts coming in through the window and it just starts like flooding into the room i jumped up and i like went to my sister and i was like wake up wake up wake up wake up and like her body was like jelly she just wouldn't wake up 
I've always like mess with my sister and wake her up. Like I was like shaking her. I just could. I didn't think to pick her up or carry her. So I just started running because I I didn't know what to do because I was like there's something coming in here, and. I didn't really know how to process it, and I ran, and my dad was in the living room, and my dad, the first thing he says, he's just like, why did you leave your sister? Why did you never leave your sister when that happens? And I'm like, when that happens? There is a story here. I'm, I'm just like permanent goose out. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was weird. And then I told her about it, and then I, we were always freaked out. I feel like we do have PTSD from this because, like, we would take start taking kitchen knives, like like steak knives, and putting them under our mattresses and stuff, and just being like, when they come, like <laughs> they come, like like some like locked up abroad or something, <laughs> like you're gonna shank something. They've been continuing to visit my sister, mm. like, and they're actually what you said was like transparent beings. You're serious because you know I've googled extensively and nobody I can't find anybody online who's like I had an experience with a transparent thing no it's it's transparent and then I met another friend who's also Japanese and it was weird we were hiking like we're really like we're like good friends like nature friends I don't know I think certain people are just like there's humans and then there's earthlings Mm -hmm. you know maybe they visit earthlings and they Mm -hmm. don't visit humans I don't know why like psychically I just turned to her and I was like do aliens visit you and she was like yeah and then I was like, what do they look like? And she was like, they're like clear, like they're transparent. And they like come every X amount of years. And I don't know why I asked her that, but I just was like, oh, they must see you too. Like, I've heard this from other people. They are, there's these transparent ones. Does there seem to be uh, any rhyme or reason to when they come? Like in somebody else's life? Or is that too self-centered? Are they just here visiting and we're just catching them? Mm-hmm. I love that what i now understood and always thought as a kid is true because i always felt like there's energy that could be spiritual energy but then i always thought that there was extraterrestrial energy and like that is also the reason why like things are so crazy i'm now like convinced that you're right like i feel like there are there's a reason why everyone knows this but also like there has to be a pattern like, it's not just like, oh, it's not, not just your uncle that passed away. It's like, maybe they're, like, observing us. What if they're just studying us and they have, like, a notebook? Like, what's the extent of this? Where th- Why you? I'm sorry. <laughs> Why anybody? Why anybody? Mm-hmm. But you were, you were like, you know, I'm smoking a cigarette, doing your, your work, and they're like, hmm, just looking at you? That's... Well, it was so weird. When I was a kid, I used to have this fear all the time that I was being watched not like that there was literally like a pervert watching me or something but I would have this fear that I was being witnessed and that I was disappointing this witness my god I felt the same way and I was always like I'm not doing it like this person think this thing thinks I'm special and I'm not doing enough (laughs) I don't know what that is you are so special I know that the little translucent man is watching now and it's just like I think they are watching their projects. I don't want to say projects, but progenies. I think they do surveil. Yeah. I think that, like, if you do see it, I think it's because they want you to see them. Mm -hmm. Maybe, like, certain human beings or some people are just evolved enough or to a certain degree in terms of, like, their own, like, energetic aptitude to be able to process that extraterrestrial relationship because like not everybody can handle that i think the ability to joke about it and talk about it is like funny you know i mean in a way like yeah i mean we went to area uh 51 the yeah we mm, new mexico and there were some serious there's some real reflections on people talking about their alien experiences. And a part of it was like really funny and then some of it was like this is these are real accounts. Yeah. Especially when they look remember they all look like there was a, there was a part where the aliens someone drew out some of the faces they saw and they literally all look like different versions of white people. <laughs> <laughs> watching a movie yeah <laughs> i mean a part of me was just like i'm 
still gonna hold this down that I had an alien who was in my high school class in 11th and 12th grade. His name was Philip. I know he's not just a kid. I'm calling you out, Philip. And not calling you out, but I just wanna know where you are. Like, what made you think Philip was an alien? Wore the same outfit, drew symbols in class, barely spoke, and when he did spoke, spoke in the oddest tone, like tonally, like, like, it's not just like you talk in a weird way, it was literally like a sound. There was like a bubble effect coming from his, like a, like a weird echo coming from his voice when he did talk. Wow. Sat alone, but still also had, he had one friend named Gregory, who, Russian, um, <laughs> saying anything, just say, anyways, but Philip was really cool the smartest kid in the class never got anything wrong like the teacher would say philip has never gotten a test wrong not in math anything nothing didn't have to learn anything it gets weirder so you know like you have events like you have the graduation and things like he he wouldn't come to any of that about a maybe a couple weeks from graduation when we went into finals he wasn't in the yearbook what no he was not in the yearbook. This is so creepy. They took photos of him. He was not in the yearbook. No, 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 no. I'm serious. Do other people remember this person? Yeah. Yes, I hope so. You know, I'm going to ask my one of my high school friends about Phil. Wait, did he? Whoa. But he wasn't in the, his name is there. A name is there, but he's not in there. That's weird. And I'm going to ask one of my close friends from high school, Chase, but I was always trying to like, literally like understand and talk to him or like you know whatever but like there was just nods and conversations but what was weird is like even in high school like no one thought that was weird there's this kid who does not talk who's just there and da, da, da. And i'm like are y'all just in your own world where you don't see this person <laughs> yes and i truly feel like this was an alien who was in my high school class i do think probably all of us are out here seeing aliens all the time mm. but we're just either filing it away as something else we're not paying attention i mean it's so if mia hadn't been there to confirm the thing i saw maybe deep down in my bones i would have been like something happened but it's easy to be like oh, yeah <laughs> that was not that was just you know mm -hmm. yeah which is what most human beings do when they experience anything spiritual or extraterrestrial or yeah. like you know what i mean like the people some people are like oh you're i'm just tripping or i'm tired or dismiss it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You dismissed yourself, like, yeah. the experience, but you had a witness to your experience, like... A witness to the witness. To the witness, yeah, which was... Yeah, literally. <laughs> I was gonna ask, do you still feel followed? Do you still feel like that there's, like, something lurking? I don't know, that's an interesting question. I don't feel the same way I did as a kid, which I think is probably healthy, because I used to think I wasn't allowed to relax, that, like, <laughs> that, like, relaxing and doing nothing was somehow an offense to like my path mm. or something even though I did a lot of nothing as a kid but I always felt guilt I had like guilt about it which I think I've spent my adult life trying not to that I've I don't know that I've been followed in the same way or have seen a UFO since actually around the same time of year a few years ago that was not it was around the same time as that like SpaceX launch that everybody thought was a UFO but it was not that oh that blue light was that what you were talking about yeah there was like a I was I was downtown having a cigarette by myself as usual <laughs> Always looking up at the sky and it was a, it was like a remarkably clear night for downtown LA and there was planes etc and then much farther away than the planes I saw it was like green light purple light red light blue like just like every color light just like quickly make a circle Whoa. and then dash and then gone which maybe is a military plane or something but I don't know them to be like such queens with their flat with their <laughs> flashy <laughs> multicolored lights but uh drag plane <laughs> did you just put your cigarette out and was like i was like they're here yeah but i think because of the other one that i had had in the backyard it was not it didn't feel alarming at all it just felt like of course now of course i would of course yeah of course now yeah of course yeah it seems like you have like an ability to spot them or like keep your eyes open for them because you continue to see them even just like the idea of seeing that downtown LA I know when people are not looking up, are people looking up in downtown LA I don't know where they're looking I down <laughs> I don't know where people are looking down downtown LA <laughs> yeah I wanted to say like I was trying to remember when it happened but like 
I remember, like, the government had just admitted, the Pentagon had just admitted that, like, UFOs were, like, confirmed. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, can you imagine, like, all those years prior to that, like, there are all these people who are like, they're real, they're real. The government's like, we're not going to tell them. We're not going to tell them. Well, ain't that, like, the just like the government? And just I like mean. the government. And I'm thinking about all those people in, like, the 50s and 60s who were like, they were like going crazy like we heard some crazy stories about people being abducted in the museum they weren't just ridiculed they like lost their job they were like we can't hire these crazy people who believe in aliens i just feel like we all need alien reparations now (laughs) (laughs) from the psychological psychological damage imagine how many people were institutionalized back in the day that's what i'm saying yeah that's what i'm saying it's so messed up and still today probably actually yeah. yeah yeah absolutely yeah absolutely michelle you brought up when you had your experience it was kind of the end of your college days and you were going to start to begin your life yeah do you feel like in any ways especially since the subject of this is imposter syndrome survivors club that this experience and the other ufo experiences that you've had have positioned you in in a way in terms of being like an enlightened witness to something that's like so otherworldly could make you feel like I'm not tripping on this. Yeah, I mean, there, especially at that moment in my life, I was hell-bent on graduating early, thinking I was going to be ahead of the curve and, like, get out and be a writer before anybody else. I had zero prospects. I had an internship at a place that went out of business. I had no real way, no real path. I had no idea what was going to happen. And at that moment, I was in the middle of doing, like, eight finals and just was this moment of being, like... There is so much more. Like, it's these little day-to-day things. Oh, my internship is going to be bad, or it's not going to lead me anywhere, or whatever. It was just like, oh, who cares? Not who cares, because I do care about how my life goes, but it just seemed like the little steps to get there were not the thing to stress about. And I think having that happen at that exact moment in my life to kind of take the pressure off, feeling like I was fucking it up, or I wasn't, you know, having this moment of just something that's so beyond just makes you remember like oh girl it's not that important Mm -hmm. like it's not that important and then of course like you know that doesn't last that long and then (laughs) you know you get all freaked out and human again but I think it allowed me to step into this next phase of my life without the kind of like drama and self-hatred and anxiety Mm -hmm. um which is no way to try and start start any chapter of your life yeah and Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that it was just, I, and this may be a self-centered, but it made me feel special even if I accomplished nothing. You know, like, I yeah. saw an alien. Yeah. So at least I had that. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. Yeah. And not that we're revisiting college days, but whew, those times. Yeah, not good, a lot of them. Those times. I feel that similar way. There's like this whole thing where you're like, I need something to make me feel a little bit tiny. Like a tiny bit of a push to fill, you know? Yeah. Better. I love that yours is like this alien experience. But then also it's so much more. It's like, you, I think about this, like your other self, the self that was in college. I mean, it's still you, but it's a very different you, you know? It's like the, like what if it was you that was watching you? Well, that's a <laughs> that's whole other crazy. thing. <laughs> that's tricky actually the same memory now I'm piecing this together live but I remember this day where I was sitting at the computer having my feeling that I was disappointing the witnesses and then I imagined I was an older version of myself standing behind me and like putting her hands on my shoulders and being like it turned out okay like you're okay and I started doing that like around that time I was probably like 11 or 12 of just like whenever I felt so horrible imagining this like older version of myself standing always behind me because I never could quite picture what I would look like just standing behind me and being like it's okay we got out we're good (laughs) and like a few years ago I was thinking about like I was feeling really connected to my younger self and how bad I felt uh during that era and like feeling like I needed to heal some of the ways that I felt about myself and I without remembering that I had done that as a kid I went back to that moment and was like oh be the one who was standing behind so I like I went in my mind I went back to my like 12 year old self and I stood behind her and I was like hey it is it really did turn out okay and then I realized like I like closed the loop on that like I made that thing real Wow. Like, I it just suddenly, I, I'm not, I don't know if I'm explaining it well, but it was like, I felt like suddenly I was like, oh, time isn't real. And like the 12 year old me projected this, you know, 20 whatever year old me 
and then the 20 whatever year old me went back and I just was like oh all these cells existed at, are existing at the same time and have like met before wow and um so maybe I am the was the alien the whole time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> But I also want there to be actual aliens. Yeah, it can't all just be yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not to pivot, but I I believe alien takeover is happening now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the reason why, like everything feels so shitty and like we can't control it. And my belief is like I look at the way Earth is and the way humans are, and I think like. Anyone who is a part of these systems who aren't aligned with, like, I don't know, human practices, and I mean, like, humane human practices, likely are, like, alien takeover. It's not, like, coming down from ships. I actually think it's, like, these inexplainable roles of power that are, like, how did you get here when you can't communicate to your community or people? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Run things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And you're doing things, like, yes, for power and for money, but, like, I mean, if you also think about it, money is a system of its alienation. It's not natural to this state. So I've been thinking about, like, the alien takeover and how I want to know your take. Like, is it real? Is it happening? What happens if it hasn't happened and it does happen? I don't know. You tell me. So. I don't know. I mean, I do think, like you were saying before, I do think there are aliens among us. I'm sorry. I believe in the, like, the aliens putting the DNA in the impregnating women. Mm -hmm. And I believe in all type of that. So I think it's, this has been a long game. Mm. The whole thing with ancient aliens, which I love. But then, you know, it's racist also because because it's like, oh, people of color couldn't possibly have made pyramids or anything without aliens telling them. But then, like, I said that to my dad because my dad was the one who got me into ancient aliens. Aliens, and I was like, you know, it's we have to stop watching it. It's racist. And he was like, he was like, are you fucking kidding me? White people want you to think it's racist because they're jealous the aliens didn't bother coming to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm back in. <laughs> yeah, I'm sold. Um, no, but I do feel like they are our like forebears. Yeah. Not that we couldn't have fucking built the pyramids or you know, figured out math without them. But, um, yeah, I think it's a long, I think it's been a long game. (laughs) When I used to watch those ancient alien things, my dad, my dad was a very pro-black man who made me watch all these documentaries. And he was like, so how do white people think they've done things? Like, (laughs) like, what? Like, how did they go, like, oh, yeah, we have slavery where we make black and brown people work for us and do everything for us, but black and brown people needed aliens. Like, it's just an odd thing. I love that you mentioned that. I didn't even think about that in this topic. Like, what fuckers? Yeah. (laughs) That's rude. That's rude. What's your favorite alien takeover or alien movie? Extraterrestrial movie. Mm -hmm. All three of us answer. That's a good question. I actually love an Alaska-based one called The Fourth Kind. I love that one, too. That one is so, so good. Oh my, oh, God. my God. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Oh, oh my God. With Mila Jovovich? Yes, of course. Of course. The ultimate alien. I mean, truly. Thing, honestly. Yeah. Fifth Element. Yeah. I mean... Her and Bjork, the ultimate alien. Yeah. yeah they're total alien babes. Yeah. They're probably good aliens. Like, they, they feel... I don't know. I want to know them. What planet are they from? Somewhere icy. <laughs> what was star system? Somewhere icy. Yeah. Somewhere icy. Iceland. Yeah. What, I, what's I your think, favorite alien think, movie? Okay, this is off topic for a second, but I think Nicole Kidman is an alien. That's really? just the surgery. Oh? No, no, listen to me. I thought How Tom can they even Cruise was. Hell, and uh-huh. not be sick. And they're not albino. And like I was talking about this. They are ginger though. I don't know. I just have a feeling that they're alien. I hope to meet them to ask them this question. <laughs> Anyways, I have a mix. I'm. I really like the movie The Thing, which is also set in the ice place in the, uh-huh. Antarctica, because I like the idea of an alien taking shape and form into people. But like, if you try to destroy them, they're like. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, like they look at the eyes. None. That's how I imagine a bunch of rep, uh, representatives or like state senators are actually like. Like if you burn them with, I don't know, sparkling apple cider, or like, <laughs> like Mitch McConnell. Yeah, you know, or peace on earth. They're just like that <laughs> deliverance looking motherfucker. Deliverance yeah. looking motherfucker. Yeah. So, like, I always think like a boiled egg. Yeah. <laughs> yes. so kind. That's why I'm like I know that. They're, they're aliens because they're, they're coming in, they're looking like us, they could look like a dog, but yeah. like we burn them motherfuckers, excuse me, <laughs> and then they're just, you know? Yeah, I definitely think Mitch is an alien. Ugh, like, yeah. Yeah, he's... A dark one, yeah. He's yeah. a dark form, yeah, like... Isn't it crazy how all those, are, like, space movies are, like, so real, like... A lot of, like, if you think about it, like, a lot of, like, fairy tales or lore, the idea of vampires, and they exist in the form of, like, today. Mm-hmm. Like, all these characters. We were talking about mm-hmm. the Pied Piper. R. Kelly was playing in our face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was playing in our face. <laughs> <laughs> playing in our face. But that... Per- those characters exist like Bill Cosby was a Pied Piper Mm -hmm. I guess you know like I don't know I think there's something to this draconian like to that space of lore yeah I did like the fun like the fundamental archetypes and us trying as people to understand them through yeah these kind of myths but I also think Mitch McConnell's an alien yeah Mitch McConnell is an alien Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mitch McConnell, yeah. Well, I, was, I watched the War of the World movie uh, directed by Steven Spielberg mm-hmm. featuring Tom Cruise. Featuring alien Tom Cruise. <laughs> alien Tom Cruise. Yeah, when you said Nicole came in, I was like, no, Tom. Well, yeah, Tom. Did you see how happy she was to get away from him? <laughs> that picture? Oh, the, those okay. are some of the best. Like, that feeling. Mm. That yeah. feeling. Talk about objection. Well, okay, celebrities are definitely aliens for sure. Like, no doubt about it. Uh, but when I watched that movie, it was really interesting. Like, Dakota Fanning, really annoying, was, like, screaming the whole time, like, shut up! You know, like, anyway. <laughs> I just, I, the whole time I screamed, like, shut up! They go get you! Um, but I was thinking about how the aliens, like, they come from the ground, and then their, like, job is to, like, they have this part where they, like, shoot people and, like, literally, like, they, like, obliterate them. But then they have this other part where they're, like, sucking their blood out and, like, what's really weird, and I hope this... They, all the, like, all the land that they're taking over, it started to look kind of like a fetus. Mm-hmm. Like, very, like, like, taking of bodies. And during that time I was watching it, it was also the same time that the Supreme Court had, like, this, you know, the rollbacks on Roe versus Wayne. So I'm watching this, and I'm watching, like, these, like, aliens. And then the dude, they, like, shoot one of the ships, and it comes down, and this man comes, like, this alien kind of flows out of it. Kid you not, I didn't see, like, the alien when I was watching it. I just looked at the news, and, like, and I was like, they're in the ships of government. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is what's happening. It's left me and made me, like, more conspiracy theorists to be like, you know, like, all the guilt. Yeah, I, I, have, I have only guilt about one thing, killing someone and then, like, possibly killing myself. Those are only two things I have guilt over. I now have no guilt over killing those type of people. Oh. Like, I feel That's like heavy. That's real my heavy. Thinking, <laughs> my mind is thinking, like, they have no guilt over killing us. Mm-hmm. And, like, in an alien takeover, like, they would just be like, bam, 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 bam. But they're already doing that. Mm-hmm. They're already, like, going around making rules and being like, bam, bam, you know? <laughs> Please keep these noises. <laughs> um, Mostly the noises. <laughs> yeah, but promise. You know what I mean? Like, they make decisions... And it's just really like they're like obliterating people. They're, yeah. they're doing it. So now I'm kind of like, I want to be Will Smith with, with the cigar and the plane and like, you know, go back at them. But see, that it, this is my problem with, with War of the Worlds and stuff like that, is that we, we dehumanize or depersonalize so that it becomes okay to kill this thing. Mm. And even the, the people who don't give a shit about killing and don't have a conscience, it's like, who are we to sit in judgment of anyone? But... Mm-hmm. My other beef with War of the Worlds, which I don't totally have a thesis statement on yet, but like it's always it's always been percolating in me. The thing with War of the Worlds is that at the end of the day, the aliens leave because like of the common cold or whatever, right? 
Oh, that's right. Which always bothered me because that's also how they killed the Native Americans, basically. Oh. Be- like, we, they had no immunity to white diseases. And I feel like it's white people trying to reclaim what they did to Native Americans as, like, heroic. Oh, damn. But I don't... I don't oh, wow, it's it's not one-to-one, but there's always been something to me. No, that's real. That's real. Well, okay, first of all, we live in a big star system. Yeah. So I believe there are folks like, you know, aliens that we've all seen that are like guiding lights, you know. Mm-hmm. I guess my new violence is just towards this idea of like, I want to abolish those like evil things that you can't really define. Mm-hmm. Like the things that you can't, you know, like, I don't know how to explain it, but like in the movies, all these white people have gotten their moments of like, <laughs> I, you know. Yeah. And I just want a moment, you know? Mm-hmm. I'd rather not think of those people as, like, real people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? They make it hard, too, because yeah. they certainly don't act with any humanity. No, no. Mm-hmm. But also, to be fair, like, if an alien ship, and we can talk about that, if, if a ship came now, what, what, would, what would y'all do? What's their attitude coming off the ship? <laughs> that part. <laughs> you know, what's the... What's, I need conditions. We need conditions. We need to know what the energy is. Paint a picture. What do you think their attitude is? I think there's lots of different types. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think there's lots of different types. I mean, if they were cool, I'm cool. I'm ready for aliens, honestly. Because I think it'll just, like, break up all this nonsense down here. There's a lot yeah. of nonsense going on down here that's, like, very, I think archaic and superficial especially when it comes to like reproductive rights i almost actually think the trans revolution is actually a precursor to the alien revolution like that has to come in order for us as humans to even be able to process or be able to deal with the aliens that we will meet in the future like i think they are coming i mean i think they're like slowly like grooming us and prepping us (laughs) grooming grooming You know how our government works. I really do. But I've always felt like gender is the final frontier. And like when we can, because it's like the first thing you learn how to do as a kid is categorize people by gender. Mm -hmm. And I feel like once people detach themselves from the obsession with with gender, then they'll be able to receive so much more. Yeah, no, I totally agree. We'll be able to receive so much more. You're so right. And I think even if you think about, like, biology and other beings, like how, like, human beings are so much of a mirror of, of, like, bugs and plants and animals and, like, thinking of, like, how other beings reproduce and, like, there's, like, more reproductive diversity than people realize. Yeah. Especially with, like, intersex and being, like, you know, all these different spaces that we don't really even have exposure to which we need you know mm-hmm. but i think the complexities of like how we of humanity are just like so simplified because of like the colony you know and whiteness and all that and like mm-hmm. even these little boxes you check off that's your ethnicity like those boxes really stress me out <laughs> non-hispanic or white not and then white Hispanic or uh, oh. yeah, and then there's a separate box for Puerto Rican sometimes, right? But then I'm also what? Yeah, if, what if does I, it mean? Yeah, those those <laughs> people don't get how stressful those boxes are. They are. They we need to abolish those boxes. Like even on my side, like I I never affiliated with African American. I always wrote black because my dad was like, we're black. <laughs> I was like. But everyone at school says I'm African-American. Yeah. Like, we're black. <laughs> and then black people are not like, we don't want to be that. Yeah. I think I like descendants of slavery. Like, I think there needs to be more specific categorizations if we're going to do that. <laughs> if we, yeah, let, if we're going to do it, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's, then let's do let's it. Let's go. <laughs> you know, if we're going to do it, let's do it. Yeah, as we wrap up the end of this podcast, I think one of these questions that you have are, are really great, Justice. Maybe this one. Well, I have a couple of things to say, so yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, uh, Michelle, what is your take on Sigourney Weaver in Aliens? Was she a lesbian in space? We all know yes. The answer is yes. Everybody knows the answer is yes. That is a lesbian space story mm-hmm. and that's a lesbian in space yeah yeah <laughs> it still is a, it still is an alien in the next avatars in space and still a lesbian in space 
Wait, what, the Avatar? Yeah, Avatar, they're a lesbian. I recently decided to... Oh, the movie Avatar. Movie Avatar, and Sigourney Weaver is a blue alien in space and very lesbian. Mm. Well, Sigourney Weaver, she has very lesbian arms. It's the arms, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. I've never ever looked at someone's arms and said they're very lesbian. But you gotta start. <laughs> I'm gonna start. <laughs> okay, uh, a couple things. So I was trying to look up this. Uh, sometimes I do this. I'll just be looking up articles. So I was like, I know I read this one thing, and uh, one of the things that I was like remembering that I saw, but I was like, this this was a joke, right? It's explanation on why we haven't found aliens yet, and. The answer for like astronomy.com is like literally what we've talked about, which is closed minds. Oh, they wow. believe that mm-hmm. a lot, with the exception of some scientists, a lot of the human population does not actually have an awareness for the sense of what aliens might feel or look like. Yeah. They choose to have the awareness. Yeah. However, scientists have constantly seen, specifically within the ocean, and make contact with people, you know, that are things that just don't make natural sense. You know, my dad thinks the aliens are in the ocean. I think so, too. Because we haven't explored, like, 90% yeah. of it. No. Yeah. And they can, like, park down there. They're chilling. <laughs> they are chilling. Like, what's, what's like, 5,000 feet to, you know, intergalactic space vehicles that can travel like through wormholes they're just like oh this is a parking lot yeah <laughs> like i'm just <laughs> the ocean is an alien's parking lot <laughs> well, it, it, it's so funny because that's at this point we're, we're doing all this stuff up ground we're building skyscrapers and everything but like the way that this is endless is the same way it is down there yeah you know, like if you go into the ocean it's literally like it's a, there's all this potential mm-hmm. you know you don't even no yeah it's true i think that's what the issue is in this country like it always goes back to imagination there's like a lack of like spiritual or emotional or energetic intelligence the fact that people can't really even face or cope with the idea of something like a ghost or like a spirit or like an alien encounter like like it goes into a space of like um, denial or apathy or like mm. distance you know like if the more humans have these encounters and are able to process them and able to like I think for them to mainstream or become like yeah. a part of life like yeah this is real this exists like we probably have like more peace in this world I think there's so much conflict and so much of it is like so arbitrary it was really great to hear your story Michelle thank you it was really great to hear your encounter your, your cousin encounter yeah Justice. Mm-hmm. This as well. I mean, you know, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I want to also just Thank shout you. out to Loyola Marymount University for <laughs> for just I don't know what you do anymore, but <laughs> look, it was a place where we ended up. It was a place where we ended up. Where we we just ended up. Were there was there a school that you were gonna attend otherwise, or was it always? No, not really. I didn't. I, I didn't want to go to school. Yeah. But mm-hmm. my yeah. mom was like, "I've been saving up since before you were born. Like, yeah, yeah you're yeah. going to school. Yeah. Um. So I ended up, but I think we were all meant to be there. Yeah, I agree. I do too. It's, I love you. I love you and too. I, just, I need to stay connected. Yeah. With, with Michelle. Yeah. I I miss you. I do. Yeah. I feel like I haven't seen you since that weed party. I re- <laughs> yeah. It was a weed party. Yeah. That was a. I got a lot of free. I took two gift bags. Of <laughs> marijuana gifts. Hi. Yeah, so we're going to keep connected and not let, you know, letting people stray into different parts of space. No. Mm -hmm. Let's start believing in ourselves when we see these alien encounters. And really, I know my new job is when I see when I if it's approached by me, I'm just going to lend a hand and be like, yeah, yeah. You want to be in my mind or my body and see what it's like (laughs) to be me for a second? Take over, you know, right. I'm look come get me y'all oh manifest the good ones because i don't think they are good yeah i think there's some weird ones out there no 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 no. only the good ones only the good ones only ones that are nice they talk to you and they're like hey (laughs) 
like my mom's my mom's aliens seem hella cool <laughs> we're just gonna give you a tour of tokyo and drop you right back at home right like a nice date yeah oh, like <laughs> she was courted she was courted girl don't you dare close your eyes um so michelle can you tell us what you're up to where we can find you i think we can like yeah sure like what's going on in your world uh you can find me on instagram at mr the whole word spelled out michelle underscore at the end and um i wrote for the show a little show called a league of their own that will be dropping in july Ooh, is it based off the film a little bit it's more of a retelling of the time of the actual baseball league and also of like concurrent um like at the same time as as the all-american girls baseball league was happening which by the way had actually uh, latinas in it so mm. we actually get yeah they're cubans mexicans puerto ricans so we're actually getting to tell that story and then at the same time concurrently literally like in the same places of course they were like the first black women playing for the negro leagues so we're telling like sort of concurrent and intermingling stories of of women in the 40s you know putting on pants and playing some ball dope what and taking out and taking out yeah <laughs> Is there some diking out? There's a lot of diking out. Love to hear it. And where is that show? That will be on um, Amazon. I don't encourage putting money in Jeff Bezos' pocket, but I do encourage putting money in mine. <laughs> hey, hey, now, look, we gotta eat. Yeah, and you're also uh, on this season of Search Party. Yes, season, you know, if you want to skip ahead, season five, episodes four through ten, see yours truly playing a psychic who gets ends up in a cult tune into hbo max nice yeah. sick okay dope and oh, what about you justice what about me yeah share your share your handles how we could find oh, you yeah. uh, and what you're up to the real poetic justice i'm not doing anything until i come back from columbia so yeah just check me out <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth Ruth. That's cool. I yeah. think Columbia going on vacation is so important. Yes. It's part of the work. It's research. Yeah, yeah you can find me as Million. Um, I'm Hood Marie Kondo on the gram. My website is Million Cashero Hamilton. Thank you for tuning in to Imposter Syndrome Survivors Club. Yeah. Where uh, it's not you that's fucked up. It's, it's the world. That was, <laughs> that's how Mitch McConnell would say it. Also, we should put like a video of Mitch McConnell and Alien Form as like the title. Heck yeah. <laughs> and like maybe we can like yeah we'll gift him out and like make him explode. Or yeah, I would love to get some that. Mitch McConnell explosion yeah. animation. I love we just like ripped Mitch. <laughs> we just hazed him. Thank you, Michelle, for coming. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you so much. Proud of you. So proud of you, Michelle.